0: Ruin the Disney magic for a second. I'm sorry. Ten toes down, boys. We're in for a good one. Ha <laughs> ha. Well said. Hi, my friends. It's Social Q and A Live. That's an epically hard to pronounce name. It is. And then dive into your questions around dating as much as fucking good. Social dynamics, relationships. That's like a shot of a dick. Yo, what's good, my friends? It's Adam here, and welcome to the Social Q and A Live audio strip taken right from the youtube live sesh i opened it up to questions on dating relationships social dynamics anything in the world of human interaction so you guys can join those live sessions over on youtube basically every friday 10 a.m australian central standard time for the time being anyway now if you guys would like to receive a quick sip of social dynamics every friday you can sign up to the free weekly email newsletter the bowl sip every week i send out a free article on fridays that's actually taken me quite a bit of time to write nowadays. They used to be pretty quick, but now I go real deep into them. I also use it as a way to update the resources of wisdom, which you guys can find at boldojo.com. So any quotes I found that week, uh, any music, updates to the Panda Emperor Sexy Time playlist, or the Ui-Tang 9000 playlist, you know, all those things, anime, documentaries, movies, anything that's going to the resources of wisdom, you can stay up to date with that through the bowl sip so all you have to do to sign up to it is just head to boldojo.com, slide your email in and then check your inbox for the confirmation email and also for all emails going forward if you don't think you've received it on Friday just check your promotions folder in Gmail or your spam folder in Outlook etc because basically any email that has links in it gets automatically thrown into the uh, promotions thing So if you don't think you got it, just check those folders, okay? Now, if you guys are looking to dive into a little bit of deeper educational content, you can head over to bulldozer.com and number one, pick up the brand new guided meditation, Eternal Energy. It's a deep dive into who you are and a guiding hand into evolving beyond. Featuring five tracks. Number one, cultivating your centered energy. Number two, revealing your darkness. Number three, creating your light. Number four, unlocking your sexual flow. And finally, wrapping things up with the fifth track, One Energy returning you back to the hole. It took me a solid two months to produce that bad boy and it's an absolute journey. So if you would like to dive into something a lot deeper, go ahead and pick that up at balldoja.com. Along with that, if you are looking to get your day game sorted, your social dynamics sorted, if you've been walking down the street and you're seeing a beautiful woman, you just don't know what the hell to do with yourself, well, then I've got you covered there as well. Adam's Crash Course Kick-Ass Day Game eBook is also available at balldoja.com. Quick action guide. Most importantly, it is not a sit in your chair at home and read and then go hmm that sounds theoretically reasonable you need to actually get out there and apply that's what it's intended to be used when i created it it was meant to be something you go out with come home with reference with in terms of real world action it just doesn't really make sense until you're actually going out there and meeting people so that's what it's intended for you want to use it as your a teacher as your guide as your kind of pseudo adam along your journey along with that i highly recommend pairing up a 30-day challenge with it anyone who buys the ebook you just need to check your emails within 24 to 48 hours afterwards i personally email basically everyone with a little tips for the ebook and in that email i recommend you get on a 30-day challenge and pair that with the ebook uh, it's just it harkens back to how i got my journey and how i corrected my life at the beginning. Created my social freedom, freedom of choice in my dating life, came through the 30 day challenge, it's powerful. So that's what I highly recommend. And if you guys want more uh, information on the 30 day challenge, I often drop links in that email as well. And then finally, for those that are really looking to dive deeper, create action plans, bust through their limiting beliefs. I do offer one-on-one Skype coaching. The bowl inside is probably the best way to go, which is for my deeper level clients who sign up to packages. Packages are completely customizable to you based on frequency, based on volume, but basically what all Inside members get over once-off Skype sessions is number one, priority messaging. They get access to my private WhatsApp number and within 24 hours, I will respond to them outside of Australian weekends based on anything. They need feedback on a situation they're dealing with, this girl, this guy, family members, business relationships, etc. Want to check that text conversation, want to send me that audio, I'm going to be there for them. The second benefit bowl insiders get is priority bookings, which basically means you get fast tracked that if you want to get in a session today and maybe someone was 50-50 about it, well, you get that session. You get your session times prioritized above everyone else. And especially for my clients uh, around the world with arranging time zones, it proves to be quite beneficial. So if you are interested in diving into the bowl inside packages, then you can just hit me up at bowldojo.com. In the product section, you find all the links there and actually the links to everything I've just spoken about, guided meditation, ebook, all at boldojo.com. Just hit the product section and I'll see you soon. Now, if you guys would like to support this channel directly, you can donate anything that you wish through the PayPal link. You can do this two ways. Number one, on boldojo.com, in the Boldojo podcast section, there's actually a donate straight through the website uh, link right in that section there. So you guys can get that. Or you can also just go straight to PayPal, which is paypal.me forward slash A-D-A-M-O-O-I Adamui and you can donate anything that you wish. And I just want to say that whether you donate through the Super Chat on YouTube or you do it directly through the website or PayPal, anything that you donate is so greatly appreciated. It just helps keeping this show going. It lets me know that you guys truly value it. So thank you so much for all that have donated in the past and all that will in the future. Anthony And with all that being said, let's finally dive into Social Q&A Live. Yosha. <laughs> <laughs> you must learn what it means to just be instead of just do your journey up into this point was doing it was so much doing and you had to consciously be aware of the doing but now your conscious awareness of the doing is in fact the thing that is getting in the way of the being that when you are consciously having to process what you're doing in an interaction, you are simultaneously locking off and forbidding the true presence of what could actually happen between you and this woman. <clears throat> I met this. I was I met this beautiful girl the other day, and on our day two, the other night on Friday, we met up as I do on my free flow dates. We met up at the mall's ball. In front of the mall's balls, there's a tree. Just like there was fucking five years ago. And what I set myself out of free flow mindset, let's go. Spread your legs, spread your arms, stare directly at that tree and just breathe. Smile and breathe. Let her come to you. Surrender. Why? No plan. There is no, we're not on a We're not on a structured neutral me point to the isolation point, to the core session point. No. We're just here because we're in free flow. People go by. People are like, hey man, what's going on? People trying to interact with you. They're seeing this energy. Alright? You proceed to have the the day two, the date of your life. The reason why it's the date of your life, the reason why it's the day two of your life is because you're so free. You're not even concerned with the fact that, that this could be anything more than what it is right now. This is not a date in your mind. It's just me and a woman getting to know each other. So... I'm getting her to meet other people. We're approaching random strangers. I'm getting her to stand in the mall with me and just breathe. When she asks me what's my religion, I say, This is my religion. Take a deep breath with me. All right? And she's meeting this woman with her child, and we're fucking around with everyone. We're meeting the girl at the convenience store. And it's just just, just roaring energy. Just so much sexual polarity, so much connection. And it's all predicated on the fact that I can let go of Adam. That I can let go of the years and years of training that went into went up into this and just use it. You train and you train. But not so that you must always be dependent on upon your training, but so that you can in fact one day reach a stage in which that you now are your training. That you just are, you just be. And that's what 9 to 12 is. So now it is mandatory that you forget everything that you used to do all of your framing all of your mental structure it's gone now and if you can't let go of it you'll forever be in the perpetual pick up day game game mindset the final the final thing the final thing and the recently i put it on my instagram if you go to my instagram right now you can probably still see it on the story I put, I, I shared a video message that Mason sent me, Mason Spiteri sent me on Instagram, just saying thank you. He was thanking me for all the work that I do, etc., and how it's helping him to feel his capacity as being a man. And it was just such an awesome message. I just shared it on my story. And he's the type of guy I've been visualizing in this session a lot. When I've been talking, his face keeps coming to mind because he's 15 years old. And I think about him and how much, and how much, how much I cannot wait to see him enter 9 to 12. When he's 15 years old now, he's got a lot of training to do. He's at the beginning of his journey, he's got a lot of fucking training to do. And that training is so important, so important. It's the only way to get there. Is the only way to get up the mountain is to do ungodly sums of training. Ridiculous steps. Ridiculous accountability, awareness for your journey. To execute the way that I've said. To make sure you don't fall off the mountain. To make sure that you don't rest on the mountain. And you keep fucking climbing. But to know that there is a stage in which that, in order for you to come back down that mountain. To have grabbed your peaches at the top. To, to load your backpack up with the peaches that you would envision the people the per, aka the person you would wish to become and to realize that coming down the mountain now I have to forget about all of that work forget about all of it and now just use it all it's, it gives me goosebumps my hair is standing up because it's just it's such a beautiful moment that so many guys never reach That they never reach. And not because they didn't do the training. No, I know guys that have got six to nine. But perpetually forever stay at nine. Or just before that. And so they're the guys that I go back into a city. And it's been three years. It's been two years. Hang out with them. And they send me a text and it says this. Hey Adam, want to go out for a day game session today? Hey Adam, we should go out. We should go out here yeah, the clubs, or night game sesh. Hey, what do you feel about going for session? And, and it's like, fuck. <laughs> he still hasn't worked it out yet. And cause if you guys know me personally in real life, I don't preach shit with my best friends or with my friends or people I don't know. I don't talk to them about social dynamics unless they ask, but I'm never going to, it's like it's their journey to learn. It's their journey to walk and if it's going to take them another five years to realize you have to let go of the moves that brought you here in order to move to the next stage. And so be it. But, but and now is the perfect time. At the beginning of this podcast I said something to you guys. It took me two years to go from 12 to 9 and thirty three months Sorry, to go from 9 to 12. Two years from the beginning of my journey to conscious, to the stage of becoming unconsciously competent. Two years. It's It's a short thing to say, but it's a long fucking time. And that's why I think about Mason. Mason kind of pops up in my head when I think about it, or someone who's that young. Why did it take two years? Why did it take fucking two years to... To to go from sucking so bad that you don't even know that you suck to sucking so bad that now that I know that I suck to being pretty good and know that I'm good. Why did that take two years? Romantic complacency is a big part of it. Got a whole video on my channel called The Biggest Biggest Mistake I Ever Made in My Life. Biggest mistake of my life, I think it's called. Romantic complacency. In which that somewhere between three o'clock to six, I just got happy that I was on the journey, aka resting on the mountain. It was just good enough that I could just go out on the street, see an attractive girl, run up to her, say hi, get a number, it flakes. It's good enough though, I'm on the journey. It's just good enough that I could say I was in the journey. That was my main, that's what really what kept me stalling for two years. Not pushing myself, not doing the things i told you today of executing with wild veracity with executing to the point of being an absolute madman of pushing and pushing and asking myself to take the risks and to engage in interactions that would scare the shit out of me and to be military about it in the sense of reflecting on every single interaction and 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 setting action stages and and working with a coach if if I wasn't able to see that for myself. You know, like all of this stuff. You know, you guys might be thinking about if I am stalling my journey, when do I need to see a coach? If you are a year deep into your journey and you haven't made any considerable progress on who you were a year ago, that's when you need to see a coach. Do you need to see me? Nope. Just go see someone you trust. That's all. Go see someone you trust. How do you know to trust them? They should be able to do a two-hour podcast espousing their philosophy with no notes. If your coach can't do that, shouldn't be your coach. We've almost been gone for two hours here. Yeah? But you guys know I've got podcasts, probably some of my best podcasts go for two hours and 30. The principle of what I'm saying is that a coach should not be someone who just started their channel, channel a day ago. And what I mean by that is like, they just started their journey of coaching a day ago. You can go to them for advice as long as it's free. right? But I'm talking about someone who's going to be your mentor. Someone who's going to, you're going to finan- into a financial transaction with. That person better have a minimum five years under their belt of their own personal journey. But, it's the two hour podcast criteria is my real thing. It's not to say that all their content has to go for two hours, but they should be able to demonstrate for you that they could talk for two hours straight with no notes that everything came that out of their mouth came from true wisdom. What is wisdom? What's a wisdom point? What's a wisdom point versus a knowledge point, a knowledge point, is you seeing a video and reciting what that person said. A wisdom point is you going through real-life experience, synthesizing that, refining that, and then forming that into your own true knowing, and then to be able to export that. That's why I can do what I do, and others that are like me can do what they can do. That's why, like, if I look at a mentor in business, Gary Vee. that's why I can... Gary doesn't come with notes when he could do, does seminars. And when he speaks in front of thousands and thousands of people, Tony Robbins doesn't come with notes. They might have a loose structure of where they want to go with this, right? But everything's going to come from wisdom. That's why you look up to them. So if you're looking for a coach, ascertain, are they speaking from wisdom or knowledge? Wisdom or knowledge. Is it real? Is it true? Is it authentic for them? Or are they reciting it? That's it. So bringing it back in here onto the 9 to 12. I want to talk about some of the girls now. got a wave of emotion on right there. I want to talk about some of the girls here. 12 to 3. Most of the girls you're meeting, you're not going to have a lot of love for. You're going to have a lot of empathy, compassion, gratitude for, not going to have a lot of love for. Because they're mostly going to be showing you the worst of you. They're mostly going to be showing you how inadequate you are and that there's the ego, the ego is going to grapple with that, fight with that. It's going to not be okay with that. Start to resent the girls for that. The ego will do this. It's very hard to see from 12 to 6 that the girls that are flaky on you, the girls that are in actual interactions telling you you're not good enough, especially at night the ego is going to fight tooth and nail to maintain its status and position that those girls are wrong. Please accept them. Please, please, please find a love for your inadequacy and the feedback being provided. There's one thing that Jordan and I used to say to each other when we were first coming up. And it was that, you know, what separates us from the other guys? Why is it that so many guys around us just seem to never make any progress at all, yet we're moving pre- at a pretty good state, pretty good pretty good pace, for where we were at anyway, once we started to come full circle, especially when we started to come 9 to 12. Shit, the times that Jordan and I had when we, when we first realized 9 to 12, some of the best times of our lives. But why was it that, that at least our journey from 6 to 9 was a real kind of kind of like a rocket just kept on going it's like well we never I remember us talking about in his apartment we just fuck up a lot it's like we make a lot of mistakes more than most we started to realize so I realized that our love for being shown that we suck is more than most why is it that when we go out with 10-15 guys on a night and we all start in the same apartment And we all say that we're out for a night tonight. And we're all going to meet at this club. We'll see you there. Why is it that we're the only ones that take an hour to get to the club? And that when we actually get in the club, everyone's already been there for a long time. Because we spent the first hour getting cut down. Rejected after rejection after rejection after rejection. Now, not our essence of beings being rejected. Bet our execution. We try everything. We do everything. I want to say everything. Because there was no rejection too harsh for us. There was no fuck off, fuck you. Or a girl just like, no, nope, not for you. Or... Nothing nothing too much for us. We filmed an entire video, which is not public anymore. be called Let's Get Rejected. Which was us going up to girls with the intention of getting rejected. And our opening line was this. Listen, the, the opening line was this. I know it sounds a bit crazy, a bit random, but are you down for a threesome? Just off the bat, I still have that video. I sometimes go back and watch that video just to remind myself of where I came from. Now, that, that's how much we were committed to that, that mindset. So I'm not, Oh, the girls. That's what I was talking about, the girls. So, but during that stage... You're not going to be meeting a lot of a lot of girls that are going to be giving you a lot of love and that you have a lot of love for. Six to nine, you start to meet a lot of girls that going out on dates now, going out in casual relationships now. There's a pitfall. You start to want to rest because of those girls. Don't, don't. Let those girls just serve as launch pads for more growth, for even higher level girls that will show you even more about yourself. All right? Don't settle. Don't rest. 9 to 12. This is where you start to really see girls for who they are. And that now because you have such a command of human interaction, you understand why a girl says this does that. You don't get upset. You don't get too love drunk. You don't get she's too cool syndrome. Shout out to one of my clients. You start to see yourself in girls. You start to see girls in you. There was one story I wanted to tell. Uh, It's known as the mansion pool. And I've been saying this for years now that I've going to tell this story in full. I don't think I ever have. I've said it a lot of times though. Like I said, that I'm going to tell the mansion pool story. Because the mansion pool story was the signification of my full circle. I, sh- I should probably tell it, eh? should probably tell it. Uh, yeah. But there was something else there. Oh, yeah. The, the Before I do go into that story, just the wrapping up of why it took so damn long to go from 12 to 9, and then so damn short from 9 to 12, it's just the complacency. Lack of action, lack of awareness. What changed? What changed? 30-day challenge is what changed my life. All right? That's why i mean by the three months. Uh, so really, it's actually more like from six. Uh, it's, it's a bit of a blurring. Let's just call it from six to 12. It took about three months. When I found out about 30-day challenge, sitting in the beanbag in this room right here, Call of Duty Black Ops 2, Hawaiian slash pepperoni pizza, Saturday night. Been in this journey for two years at this stage. No day Please absorb that. No dates from Cold Approach in two years. Which means no lays from Cold Approach in two years. Which means no relationships from Cold Approach in two years. I find myself on a Saturday night sitting in this beanbag. It's a fucking good slice of pizza. Fucking tearing it up on, uh, on Call of Duty. And all of a sudden, there's a loading screen. And I realized to myself, surely there is more to life than this. While well, I love this pizza right now, I fucking love this pizza. I love this Call of Duty. I have ever since I was in high school. Surely I could be doing something better. Surely I could be out on a date with a girl. Surely I could be doing what I was doing last Friday night with Mimi. Fucking with this super attractive girl fucking around with people in the mall meeting around getting her to meet random people just treating the world as if it's my oyster out on a date night no, with a girl surely I could be doing that instead of this as a perfect coincidence get a phone call from Mr. Matthew Burnside rest in peace Hello, have you heard about this thing called a 30 day challenge I'm like no what's it about well, basically, you go, out, you go out for 30 days in a row. That's it. And I'm like, at this stage, I've been going out once every two weeks. So I'm like, nothing else is working. So why not? We're starting tomorrow. We made up tomorrow. I can still say it. The next day. Uh, about five or six other guys came out with us. I was so scared. I was so scared. I was not sick, like sick in my stomach yet because there's six of us, like, you know, kind of groups and numbers type thing, but I was really scared about what this would mean. had a great day and I met like five, six, seven girls, got my shit ripped though, but I had a good day. The sickness started the next day when now it's just Matt and I, Those six guys and now it's real. You're going out every day for 30 days for the next two weeks, sick to my stomach Every single session I went out, but I fucking went out. Matt stopped at day 14. Matt was already a lot further ahead on the journey than me. Matt reached 9 to 12 way sooner than I did. so I knew what it, I knew what 9 to 12 looked like. I was just not there. Although being sick to my stomach every single day, for 14 days in a row compounded results exponentially compounded results for someone who could never get a number to connect to a day two within two years now had my first ever day two from cold approach within two weeks for someone who was just lost in interactions was now starting to see in interactions I know open's done I know qualification is done. I know investment is done. I know that I'm sitting towards a close here. It's all... I'm seeing it now. In the interaction. Hadn't been able to do this for two years? In two weeks. Starting to see this now. There was one night... There was one night on a Twilight session with Jordan. He had approached these two girls. He had pulled one of them into the David Jones bathroom was making Elva in the disabled bathroom. Her friend was like hanging on outside. I once they went off, I actually filmed this on my phone. The footage is probably somewhere on my hard drives. Just for us. Never put it online. I remember going back out because I had to go meet people myself. He texted me saying, hey, I'm back in the mall with this girl and her sister sister. Ah, uh, do you want to meet up with us? I'm like, yeah, sure. I wasn't in any particularly deep interaction. So I went and met up with her and her sister. I realized that her sister's having a good night. I kind of connect with her. I'm like, fuck it. Then we got an interaction with her sister. So we ended up walking around to Emo Park, which is around City Cross. And I ended up just making out with her sister. This was during this first 30 Day Challenge. I had not had any sexual connection with any woman in a cold approach setting. Ever, not ever, but now this is happening. And it's like, where is this coming from? I've been out every single day for the last two weeks. We set up a double date the next day after coaching my brother, actually, Um, in in Cold Approach, his first ever time. We set up a day two. We set up a double day two. We walked down to the Botanic Gardens, Jordan with his girl, me with the other girl. We get down to the gardens in front of the lotus pond. Jordan goes, separates for isolation, key, to a bench really far away with his girl. I lay down on the grass. It's a sunny day uh, with my girl. She's really like sexually super attracted to me. She just pretty much mounts me and we just start making out on the grass. First ever make out from cold approach. Uh, well, on a day two. On a day two, essentially. She says to me and whispers to me in her ear, in my ear. I'm on my rags at the moment. Otherwise, we'll be going the whole way. I'm like, well, I'm like, okay. I don't really understand what's going on here. I don't really understand what's going on here. It's been two years of no sex. Not that I'm a virgin, but it's been two years of no sex. And every girl telling my ear that if she wasn't on her rags, it's straight down to Foxtown. What's going on here? I don't know. I continue to go out for the next two weeks. Day two after day two after day two. Fucking them all up though. Keep that in mind. Fucking them all up. Because it's my new stage of learning. We get to like day... I'm not sure. It's day 23, day 24. Typical day two of a girl. It's like a Friday night. Cold winter's night, this this night, I remember. Met her up, Chibo, down to River Torrens. She's five, six years older than me. Yeah. Shy, shy, shy girl as well. We're down on the river. I decide, fuck it, go to kiss her. Some lessons I've been learning from Matt, even though she's really shy. I go over, turn over to kiss her. She turns into an animal. Mounts me, starts rolling around the grass with me, just making out. I realise this is the time. I've got time, got logistics. She's got logistics. Let's go. Rush her to the bus. It's about a ten minute walk to the bus stop. To the bus stop. Onto the bus. Back to my place. <whistles> into the front door. I'm rushing a million miles now. I said that we we're going to go back and watch Lion King. Didn't watch the Lion King. Straight into my room clothes off, straight into the bed, wild, aggressive, lots of pressure though, couldn't get an erection, uh, brought her to orgasm, but couldn't get an erection, that was a really traumatic experience for me, yet simultaneously, one of the most pivotal, my first ever pull back from cold approach, my first ever sexual experience on that level with a woman from cold approach. And a true woman. She's five, six years older than me. After two years of being in this journey with nothing of that, no less, no sex, no dates. And yet it's all, it's all cut. And even though I've, I've, I've completely bombed this, completely obliterated all the principles of learning to just read the woman in front of you, slow down, enjoy the moment, breathe together, get get aligned in mentality, come up to the infinite cloud state reach her in the physical jelly state all these things that I now know at that time didn't know I didn't have anyone to teach me that all I knew was that this shit's finally happening after 30 de- 23 24 days of action which something had never been a possibility for me it didn't exist in my reality but now I've created a new reality this is amazing can't believe it doesn't make sense. After she left that night, I took her to the bus stop. I called up Matt immediately. I said, I was like, Matt, you just don't, you don't, I don't, I don't know how to say this, but it's like, I pretty much just had basically what was my first attempt at a LA, lay. And it's like, all because of a 30 day challenge. It's like, what the fuck have I been doing my last two years of life? And, and he's like, he's going fucking nuts on the phone and, and so, what am I? What am I doing? Am I resting on the mountain? No, I'm out the next day, meeting girls, meeting new women the next day. For the next seven days after this thirty day challenge, meeting more women, meeting just keep meeting more people, keep learning, keep learning. By the end of this thirty day challenge, now, I, I'm in a casual relationship with that woman. I've really, we really enjoy our time together. Eventually, go to have real sex with her, and that's all normal. Uh Casual relationships with two other girls. So three simultaneous casual relationships at this stage. Two other great girls. Sexual interactions with them. Enjoy those for the next... years about two months. But another next eight weeks. I slowed down meeting girls during that time. I was enjoy. I was still meeting girls, but just mainly enjoying just the three casual relationships. Then I happened to meet the eight girl. The next level, the absolute ten. Diamond in the sky. I was a personal trainer at the time. My first business at at, uh, Good Life. Sole trader. I'm up in the top room, up on the top floor, uh, which is like a PT-only training area where only PTs and their clients can train their clients. One of my fellow PTs, shout out to Ty, he's training three absolute teeds three really attractive Asian girls. And I noticed that one of them just keeps looking at me, keeps looking at me. And I, when we finished our session, I go back into the PT room. I said to Ty, hey, who were those girls you were training? It was teeds. And he goes, yeah, oh, uh, yeah, one of them was like a friend of my girlfriend or something. And they all came in for a session. But one of them, just so you know, one of them really likes you. And I'm like, yeah, I think I know. Because one of the kids looking at me. I'm like, which one is it? And he's like, oh, here, I'll give you a number. So he gives me a number. I text her. Uh, hey, listen, you are training of Ty." I'm I'm willing to give you a free boxing session. He says you're into boxing. I'm trained in boxing. So we have a boxing session. From the moment I meet her, I'm like, this is it. The moment I meet her, I'm just like, I no, fuck this. I don't want a client out of her. I want to get I want to go on a date with this girl. So I take her to the boxing session. At the end, she's like kind of pussyfooting around and you know, trying to leave, but trying not to leave. And I just say to her straight up, it's like listen, I don't want you as a client. We need to know each other. Let's do it. You free this Friday? Let's go. All the lessons of the past thirty-day challenge of my cold approach journey amassing into this one moment of the nine to twelve. Just, just executing naturally. And she's like, "Yeah." yeah. And so we have this. We have we organize the logistics. How about this? Let's do this. Botanic, uh, magic in the gardens. I referred to the day two that I had with her as magic in the gardens. It's something that will blow your fucking minds. And if I can, I'm going to go get the actual, I think once, maybe once I have read out this story on a podcast. Can you, no, that's not it. Oh, maybe it's not here anymore. The bowl secret? Yeah, it is. The bowl secret. Okay. So what I'm doing for you guys right now is that I wrote a, back in the day, field report. Basically, in my secret Facebook group with just me and the original bowl members, Jordan, Matt, and uh, Roy. We used to write write up our experiences about our day twos, about the girls we're seeing and all of our lessons. And it was just for us. And it was called Magic in the Gardens. I'm just going to go. I'm going through it right now. (sighs) I'm just seeing all these field reports that we called them. (laughs) Oh, shit. Um, Hold on. It's coming. It's just that there's a lot of shit in here. The memories, though. The fucking memories. Uh, No, that's not it. Don't worry. It won't take me too much longer. But the reason why I want to get this for you guys is because this day too was something like you'll never believe. This is actually worth. This is worth derailing the podcast for. That's how you know it. So just if you're listening right now, just breathe. Take some deep breaths. Okay, yeah, might be much. It might be much further down. Maybe I'm just going too slow. <clears throat> yeah, because this is this. I can't believe how much shit we have in here. Because this is like from right from the beginning of when the bowl, the bowl was incepted. I'm seeing things here about the first inception of our, of when the bowl came to be. It's incredible. What I'm looking for is it's called magic in the gardens it'd probably be a lot faster to f- find on the actual uh desktop but I've already committed here hold on oh Jesus this is this is worth getting though this is wor- if listen if you're this far into the podcast there are uh, you're gonna want to listen to this this is just the the full summary just photos of Roy just with teens in Thailand (laughs) just at a night just with these teens fucking riding him shit this is amazing Um, I I highly recommend getting a group of um, getting a group of your closest three or five guys and having a private Facebook group and just sharing all of your deepest darkest thoughts all of these things Oh, it's just taking me a little bit, taking me a while to get this. Oh, it's... It can't be... It's I know it's right at the bottom. It can't be that much further down. Oh, maybe we're getting close. It's just going to... Trust me, it's worth the build-up. I wouldn't be doing this if it was not worth the build-up. Here's another. Here's a photo of Roy kissing another girl. I'm saying gamed on it. <laughs> oh shit! Looking like a stud as well. Absolutely stud. Um, oh, is this it? It's coming up. I know we're getting close now, because we're getting close to the bottom. But I think I ended up putting it in a um, in a PDF. That's what I'm essentially looking for towards the bottom. It's coming. If, if for some reason, yeah, no, it's down below. So for some reason I can't find it, I'm actually going to go into my actual desktop Facebook to find this because I know for those of you listening live right now, it might not be that interesting. Uh, we're just taking a five minute. We're just taking a five minute. But when I look back on this piece of content, we're doing a seminar here today. I want this story to be in it. I know it's coming up. So just bear with me. Just take some deep breaths. Holy shit, there's a photo here. The only photo of Jordan, Matt, and Roy and I at Sushi Train. The only photo of all four original bowl members together incredible incredible i was fucking looking for that photo the other day as well oh amazing so we used to do um debriefs at sushi train holy shit the first video of roy doing meeting and closing his first ever day game he did 10 approaches that day and it's a video of him closing his first teed amazing holy shit a photo of matt and roy with two blondies holy shit a royal of... Oh, had absolutely absolute here with Jordan. Amazing. Amazing. You just you don't even know how amazing this stuff is. This is why... That's what I'm saying. Like, if you've got a, a group of like... A close group of boys. This is so important. Just to have your... The guys that you can come back to. Through all the highs and all the lows as well. It's got to be coming up. It will be. Oh, here's some PDFs. So maybe this is where. Uh, we're coming. No. Not here yet. It's coming. It's coming. I know it's just right at the beginning. Oh, yeah. Because here's the vlog. Here's the vlog I filmed in Auckland when. This girl and I had just decided to become a, a couple. When the it girl and I decided to become a couple. Oh, yes. Yes, here we go. We're coming in. It's coming close. Here it is. Here it is. The Uwe Field Report, Magic in the Gardens. Open this shit up. Yes. Here we go. All right. Here we are. So it was a good five minute detour there. But a great trip down memory lane. <coughs> July 21st, 2013, 10.07 p.m. Yeah. Let's go. Okay. So, titled, Field Report, Magic in the Gardens. Hey, lads, this is my day two report from Saturday, 21st of the 7th, 2013. This is seven years ago. This is the, this is what I first, this is that transition, 9 to twelve because this is the it girl, after the, this is probably 12 o'clock then, this is probably 12 o'clock actually, the full fullest of the circle, so just for context, had done my 30 day challenge, in three casual relationships, two months later, met this girl, through the PT situation, this was our first date together, for day two, hey lads, this is my day two report from Saturday, this is as much of a storytelling time as it is a time capsule for me to look back on. <laughs> I was going to do a video for this, however, I don't have the time for that right now, so I'll cover it here. Also, that video would go for about 30 minutes and have countless takes because of how in-depth that this report is. So let's start the insanity. First up, the background on how I met this girl. I'm going to skip this because I just told you guys, it's the whole PT gym story. Okay, after I finished training her, I decided not to sell her as a client because I felt a connection. So I texted her after the session saying, Adam, hey Jay, even if you can't box with me, let's get together anyways. I want to get to know you better. Smiley face. She responds saying, haha, sure, whenever you're free, just give me a holler. You should come to Japanese tonight if you're free. Japanese food. She was having with her friends. Adam, no can do tonight. Are you free Saturday? Jay, yes, I'm free for lunch or dinner. Food is my life, just so you know. Adam, just an adventure. See you at 1pm then. Just the principles. Just the texting principles. What's the key there, my friends? Adventure. Why did I turn down Japanese, going out for Japanese food with her and her friends? Because it's not on my terms. It's not my adventure. That's her adventure. That's her world. Masculine, feminine polarity. We set our frame. We set our adventure. Just this is seven years ago. Like this is when you know it's full circle shit. Oh, so proud of this guy. Because you just got to imagine where he was three months before this. Would never have been like that with a woman, let alone his ten. That's the other thing you got to remember. This is my ten. This is my straight ten. And so to tell her that this is how it's going to be, just an adventure. See you at 1 p.m. She asks, yes, I'm free for lunch or dinner, question mark. Food is just my life, so you know. And all I respond with is just an adventure. See you at 1 (sighs) o'clock. Okay, that's the background. So continuing my report in. That's the background check. Now onto the magic in the gardens, 1.40 p.m. You lads know how I work, get coffee in the mall, then head down to the botanics. It's my HQ, so I did exactly that. However, I noticed that right from the word go, the conversation was supercharged with energy. We played the question game the whole way to the gardens. But after a while, it was no longer necessary because we were just grappling with each other verbally. In my mind, the best conversation I could have with a female being is one where I am just as fascinated with what she is saying as she is with what I'm saying. That is exactly what was happening. What were we talking about? Each other. Random shit. And we have so much in common that I had to remind myself to back off on the enthusiasm on some points. While we were in the gardens, we got onto the whole topic of meditation and energy. And she was fascinated with how you can bring out your own energy and actually feel it. I was starting to realize that this was not any old cookie I was dealing with. She was extremely open-minded and wasn't socially programmed. We walked around for about an hour and made it over to the Torrens River, and then it started to rain. Then it started to hail. We ran from the Torrens River up to the uni, getting soaked and laughing all the while. We then made our way back up to the mall, mall. We were walking in and out of shops, just exploring. In her presence, I was noticing things that normally wouldn't grab my attention. At some point, I asked her if she was game to make someone's day. Just by giving them a compliment. <laughs> Seven years ago, son. <laughs> I was doing this just the other night with a girl. <gasps> Holy fuck. The journey. Continue on, I demonstrated by approaching this couple. Commenting on how I love the guy's army pants. Now, when I've done this on day twos, the date stands back and watches in awe of what's happening. However, this was no normal girl. She came into the set and winged me. She started talking to the girl, and we had a convo of them for a few minutes and then left it. I was quietly shocked. Then I asked her to do it. Sorry, then I asked her to do it. Before I could even pick out someone for her to approach, she turned around and stopped this couple, a younger one this time. I came in and winged, talked to the guy while she was complimenting the girl. After a few minutes went by, we left it. I actually filmed that. I have footage of that. Uh, I think I may have put that in a video a long time ago. Maybe not, actually. But I still have the footage of that interaction. Like just vlogging it, like a selfie vlog. In the actual interaction, though. We were both pumping with major state. I actually verbalized to her how amazed I was and how open she was to this. I then got out of my I then got out of my cam, and filmed a small blog, and filmed her going up to a stranger, and I came into the set with my cam and helped her out. This was blowing my mind. We walked down to Rundle Street, got some shit in American Apparel, and grabbed a couple green teas at the Cheebo. We would have spent another hour just talking in Cheebo about all kinds of shit, passions, life in general. All the cards are being shown. At this point, I couldn't care anything less about gamey things, like escalating, leading, demonstrating value, it didn't matter, because it was so obvious that the universe had brought these two people together for some special reason. However, at this point, the thought, the thought ran through my head that this could easily end in me being her best friend if I didn't take control and tell her exactly, 100% what I want. But for some reason, I decided to hold off on the what I want speech. So that was a realisation I had when we were having these green teas. I was just so lost in her. It was getting late, about 6pm. Remember, this date started about 1.40ish. The time was just slipping by. Normally by this point, I end the day too, or try to bounce back to mine. But, dot, 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 she asked if I was hungry. I said, yeah, let's do it. We walked back into the mall, and she asked, where do you want to go? I said to her, listen, I've brought you into my world today. Now I want you to show me your world. One thing I didn't mention in this report explicitly was that when we were playing with meditation and energy, I was literally sitting with her on the lotus pond, in the lotus pond, getting her to bring her energy out and feel it between her hands. So literally my world. So I said, you got to show me your world. Her eyes lit up because food's her thing. And she said, let's go to Sushi Train in Chinatown. We did, and we spent another hour and a half there. The conversation was just as buzzing as when we were first met earlier that day. I filmed a whole bunch of shit there as well. Like on my vlog, just blogging it. And she's like a huge social media girl as well, so she was used to that stuff. At as Sushi as Train, I got to know more of her, her life, her family. It turns out she's a social whore. Ha ha. ha. I mean that in the nicest way possible. She has a couple thousand people following her on Twitter. She has online blogs, etc, etc. A very stacked Facebook. Just extremely well connected. I told her that I'd never met someone so popular that was also so true to themselves and not caught up in it all. Remember guys, this is 2013. This is not like, this is not 2020. Like, like if you had that many followers back in 2013, it's a different thing. Not that many people had that type of following. Like, that you would just bump into. Her phone literally would not stop going off throughout the entire date. She eventually put it on silent. After that, we moved to the Bowls Chinatown HQ. (laughs) Mama's dessert house. So, every Sunday after we would go out and meet girls on a Sunday, we had our HQ that we would go debrief at and just talk about life at. This was in Chinatown, Mama's HQ. We called it the pilgrimage to get there. A bit of a walk. Where we gra- so, we met. I took her to this dessert house where we grabbed some dessert and talked for ages. When it was getting towards 9 p.m. late, I interrupted what she was saying and said to her, Listen. Throughout today, you've been giving me two different messages. Half the time, it's the best friend feeling. And half the time, it's a man to woman connection. In brackets, she's smiling, not saying a word throughout all of this. In brackets, I want to know what you are feeling. I personally could go either way with you. Whether it's a casual sexual relationship or friends. You are more than what most girls are. I normally don't make a point of becoming just friends with a girl. But this is a rare occasion. So, go. Tell me what you want. She responds. And we're sitting across this, like, we're in this little booth. We're in this little dessert house booth. And I've just said this out to her. This is our first date. We've been together for like nine hours. On the, just the absolute whirlwind of a journey. She says to me. Well, yeah, I am attracted to you, but I don't know what I want. I don't want commitment at this stage in my life, so an open relationship could work, but I normally don't make decisions this fast. I'm a little bit unsure of what to do. I can see it in my mind. I can still see her say that. I can still feel it. I can see the look in her eyes. I can see the decor. I can see everything about it. Oh. I then say to her I don't know if I'll be alive tomorrow so it's easy to make decisions right now. Excuse me I'm going to go to the toilet. I left it with that. I don't know if I'm going to be alive tomorrow so it's easy for me to make decisions right now. And I just said and i got to go to the toilet. So I get up I go to the toilet. I did this because I wanted her to have time to think. I didn't have to go to the toilet. I mean I didn't have to physically like Take a piss. But I just went in there just to breathe, I guess. I continue on the report saying, I let her ever think about it. I came back. I then say this to her. I say it in Adam's... Adam, dot, dot. They have all these cool Pokemon drawings in the toilet. I think I should enter my... Cuts off. In brackets, she cuts me off. She says, wait. So tell me, what happens in an open relationship? I explained how it works, so the talk. We see each other once a week, enjoy each other's company, no guilt, no jealousy, just pure living to the max. She was still unsure about what she wanted, so I changed the topic, but for the first time I physically started to turn up the heat by holding her hand above the table and starting to play with it. She responded well by playing back, but it was getting near 10pm and I was absolutely knackered. So I said I will bus home, she said she can catch the same bus as me because she lives close. Just just as we are leaving to go to the bus, I mentioned the movie Anchorman, one of my favourites, and she hasn't seen it, so she says, should we go to yours and watch it? I offered her my hand, she took it, and we walked. We took the bus and we got back to mine. When she saw the guitar in my room, she wanted to hear me play. Side note here, my friends. The entire reason why I learned guitar was for this moment. I've been learning guitar seriously for like three to six months at this point, purely to play on dates. Ever since I started my... Just before I started my 30-day challenge. Last three months or so. So... She wanted to hear me play. We spent about an hour just playing guitar and listening to YouTube music. I remember the song I played for her. It was So Sick by Neo. We then cuddled up on the couch and watched Anchorman. She loved it as I knew she would because we're so similar. I never felt any pressure to close her, to kiss her, or fuck her. I was so at peace that I knew I would feel when it was perfect to do so. Just compare that to the first pool home I told you guys about. When I rushed in and I couldn't get an erection, I was so pressured. You know, and I was so cemented on the idea of making this a thing. Now it's like, no pressure. I know I'd feel when it's right. Some of that Matt had taught me. It got to 1 a.m. when the movie finished, and she all of a sudden broke out in an allergic reaction to the blanket we were lying with. Hives. I said I would drive her home because she was only 10 minutes away from me. It wasn't an emergency. The reason why she got an allergic reaction is that because she was allergic to dogs. And I, at the time, I had two dogs that used to line that blanket a lot. How about it? It was absolutely pouring down. Could barely see out the windscreen in front of me. About two minutes before we arrived at her house, I said to her, like, as we're driving, that's fucking rainy, I say... Really randomly, if I kiss you, will I get an allergic reaction too? And she goes, maybe, might have to risk it. When we pulled up at her house, she was hesitant to get out because of the rain. I put my arm around her shoulder and kissed her on the forehead to avoid getting the allergic reaction. She took the kiss, then looked in my eyes and said to me, it's not contagious, You won't get an allergy from me. So I went in and I kissed her properly. It was like fireworks going off. But I knew I had to break off after five or so seconds to keep it classy and keep it magical. One Punch Man Theory as it would eventually become. As I discussed in The Secret to Amazing Dates. I then drove off home. Got lost. Had to get my GPS to get me home. I couldn't believe the day and night I just had Throughout the date, we kept saying to each other how this is something like a movie. Half an hour later, she texted me, thanking me for an amazing day, and asked if I wanted to continue seeing her and see what happens. Pause, the linger effects, key things from the Secrets to Amazing Date podcast I did. She should be texting you after a date. You know you did it right when she texts you. Just like the girl I saw last Friday. Seven years later. Seven years later. Seven years later. After an amazing free flow date that I had just last Friday. Later that night, this is just last Friday night, this is the message I got from from this girl. Hey Adam, I had a great time with you today. I'll never forget the crazy thing you made me do. Smiley face, smiley face, laugh face, laugh face. Seven years later. Same thing here. As in this girl saying, thanking me for the date," You know, just principles. Walk the walk, talk the talk. You know what I'm saying? I would never say anything to you guys that I didn't ever go through real experience with. And to me, just looking at this now, it's just so magical. The lessons that I'm using last Friday night came from seven years ago. Shit. Get emotional. So save the tears. Save the tears. Um, So half an hour after the the day, she texted me, thanking me for the amazing day, and asked if I wanted to continue seeing her and see what happens. I texted back saying, "Of course. This is just the tip of the iceberg." That wraps up an experience I will never forget. The amount I learned about myself and her was unmeasurable. I didn't think it was possible to be so connected to someone that you barely know. I will not make the mistake of putting her on a pedestal and falling off my path. I will continue to grow myself because she will do the same. That was a massive report, but one day I will want to look back at the best day two I've ever had and the girl that the universe had made for me. Ah! Ah! Shit! oh so good so good the final bit I will not have made the mistake of putting her on a pedestal and falling off my path I'll continue to grow myself because she will do the same that's what I'm fucking talking about yes you, saw, you see what I'm saying oh oh my gosh this is the full circle. This is this is the culmination of everything of of the last two years of fucking up and then the thirty day challenge and then the couple of casual relationships before that. And it's like just to hear that that seven years ago Adam could say that and I know that he operated on that. I entered a casual relationship. Before. I continue to keep growing. I just I want to read out Jordan's response in his comment underneath it from seven years ago. Jordan responded by saying, the gardens, the clothes shopping, the deep conversations, the dinner, the pool home, the movie, the kiss at the end all piled on with each other. Sounds like an amazing date. The text she sent after just proves how good it was. Awesome work, Ui. Like I said today, things like this are rewards you get from the effort you put in and the guy you have become. I love you, Jordan. I love you. The only part of the reason why I'm here today is because of people like him. To have that support. To have a brother like that. And you know, I'm shit. Shit. That's the journey. That's the full circle of social dynamics explained. I'm just seeing if there's any more follow-up here, if we're going to wrap this up here. Yeah, I'll finish that post there. So, I think that was i think that was better than the mansion pool story. I'll have to save it for another time. <laughs> just, when are we ever going to get to this mansion pool story? <laughs> that story was way better, though. That story is way better. So, the reason why that's full circle, if you can't already see, is that at no stage was I in pickup mode and game mode. In fact, I even consciously said to myself, I'm not in that mode. I'm just being. I've done the work now. It's time to come down the mountain, Adam. You spent so, so long and so much effort and so much grind getting up this mountain. It's time for you to learn to forget. You can't have an experience like I had with that girl. Let alone your absolute 10. To go through everything I went with her. And then at the end of it, to say that I'm not going to fall off my path, that the journey down the mountain is just as important as the journey up. That's just full circle. And now what's even just as amazing is that seven years later, I can give you, I read out a text from a girl I saw last Friday night, and she sent me the same text, essentially, as that girl did seven years ago. In the Secret to Amazing Dates podcast, I said that if a girl's not texting you afterwards with a linger effect, you're fucked up. And that you didn't do a good enough job of letting her forget who she was. That was a key point from that podcast. Same thing here. Same thing here. So, yeah, I'm going to dive into the chat here. If there are any questions, you guys can drop any questions. If you want to donate to the Super Chat and just send something back to this channel to support it, you can do that. What's very interesting, though, is that throughout most of this podcast, I've felt like passing out. Because of the amount of energy I put into it, I've been trying to eat as much salt as possible. Because we're now what, sixty-five hours, some almost seventy hours into this uh, water fast, but I just want to say something to you guys right now. I I wouldn't know that I was on an, almost at the end of a seventy-two hour water fast. I wouldn't know that I had pushed it too hard yesterday, and we came into this session mineral depleted, which is why I've been so lightheaded. I wouldn't know because right now I feel like I could go climb Mount Everest right now. Reflecting on that journey, reflecting on everything that I've learned and the experiences and being able to share that here with you guys today, that this is my life. This is my life and the energy it infuses me with is the same energy I had yesterday recording a podcast with Shrey and Harley in which that when you are connected to the things that mean most to you in life, you are filled with an energy that is eternal. There is an eternal energy when you find the thing that you need to do in this life. What I've done with you guys today, it's what I need to do. And it just happened, it just, I'm not going to say sorry, it just happened that I had to take this amount of time. It had to take seven years for me to create this piece of content. And if I never made another piece of content on this channel, this would be the last one if I never did another video, if I never did another social Q&A, if I had died today, I'm happy. I'm happy. And I'm happy because there's at least one of you that I know will watch this. That will watch this. Whether you're 15-year-old Mason or whether you're 44-year-old Rody, The youngest guy and the oldest guy I've had the pleasure of coming into my coaching sphere. And anyone in between that. Between the 15-year-olds to the to the 44-year-olds. I know that all of you could watch this and go that, well, Adam was just like me. Adam came from the same place as me. Adam wasn't adequate. Adam didn't know the first thing about being direct and good and authentic. Adam went through tears and no dates, no lays, fucking up. So why can't I? What did Adam do? He just finally got his shit together and took action every single fucking day and pushed through the nausea, pushed through the, the, the stomach sickening, was willing to accept all the mistakes, all the, all the feedback of how inadequate I was and just keep learning. And just, that's all he did. That's how he changed his life. There's not nothing magic about that. It was just a redirection in how I was approaching the journey. Instead of being just happy that I'm on it, like, no, push, push. And when you push, things happen quick. When you push hard, shit changes. So, I don't know. I feel I feel like we should, I feel like, I don't know. I don't know. There's nothing to know. Just amazing. So, I'm going to go back up into this chat. Say hi to some of you guys. If you've got any questions, super chats. I'll open up the Q&A now. Let's do it. I can't believe I even have energy right now. But that's just it's like the universal energy filling me alive. It's amazing. Because I was about to pass out through most of this, <laughs> this podcast until we started the 9 to 12 section. It was the 9 to 12 section. Like I said before, That's and you probably could have seen it. If you go back to when we began 9 to 12, you saw me light up. That's what I live for. I live for the lessons of 9 to 12. Not to degrade the lessons of 12 to 9. No, the lessons of 12 to 9 only make 9 to 12 what they are. So, here we got here. Kevin Wu comes in saying, This whole potter is inspirational. Drilling the 12 to 6 foundations. That was a while ago, eh? Yes, sir, Kev. Yes, sir. Schemo comes in saying, The surfer pose. (laughs) Ha (laughs) ha. Yeah, shit. That's how you know you answer. You start to get in on that 9 to 12. Like nine o'clock. Holy fuck. The very bonds of the universal fabric are starting to pull apart. Surfer poise, baby. Hold the bonds. Gugu comes in saying, Damn, man, thanks a lot for the map. My pleasure. My pleasure. Do uh, Joe Elvin comes in saying, I finally got up early enough to make a live call. Yes, Joe. Welcome. Yokuza. <laughs> Ski comes in saying, won't let me donate for some reason, but damn, this is legendary. Just the fact that you were even going to, that's all that... Ski, you always donate, you're always here. I always appreciate you, so thank you. Just you saying that, it's more than enough. Just the fact that you think this is legendary is more than enough. T comes in with a first super chat of Australian $5, saying, what's... Thanks for the marathon session. Thank you for being here. T was the first commenter. T came in after his cold shower. I came straight in it. I appreciate you, T. I appreciate you. Thank you. Kevin Wu comes in saying, Adam, you mentioned that you grew up loving the challenge. How can someone who is risk adverse learn to love adversity? Is it having a strong why? Love your mindset and energy. So, his question is: How can someone who is risk adverse learn to love adversity? I think you. I think it's a learned behavior. It's a learned pattern. Because yes, I grew up learning to love adversity. I have been like that since a kid. I want it tough. I want it hard. I want. I'm not a. I'm not a diversionary person. I'd rather be told straight to my face that you suck than someone sending me a letter saying you suck so I really think for me personally well that's me personally how I would say that you can learn to love adversity is get more of it I think the people who hate adversity are the ones that have the least amount of exposure to it What's what's the quote by Marilyn Monroe If you are easily offended, you should get offended more often. I think it's the same with with taking risks and with challenge. I take a lot of risks in my life these days. And for me, risk has become more and more home. When I was younger though, just my first, uh, the risk of traveling overseas for the first time on my own, it's fucking mind-bendingly scary. Nowadays, it's like, yeah, sign me up. Where's the next country? When's the, when, What are we doing? Jumping out of a plane, skydiving for the first time, jumping off a bridge for the first time, bungee jumping. The more you take risk, the more that feeling, there's like a feeling inside when you know you're about to take a risk. It's like a hot flush. You get like this hot welling up of emotion within you, and it kind of st- stems in your, in your core in your center and it kind of flows throughout all of you and at first it's really really jarring but then as you take more risk same with girls same with meeting women that feeling's there but as you do it more and more you learn to love that feeling it's like with the cold showers and the cold plunging I've been doing uh, I'm doing 12 weeks of cold plunges in the ocean at the moment once a week for, every, for 12 weeks and I get I get that sense of like fuck fuck Fuck! It's it's two degrees out here. And I'm about to get into the ocean. Fuck! But you learn to love that. When I'm walking down from the car park past the the cafe, where you see all these little penguins, just have I say penguins? I mean pingers. All these little these like human beings, rugged up in their catman jumpers, with their little dogs, having their espressos, having their flat whites and their cafe lattes, and I walk straight past them, determined that I'm getting in this ocean. It's like, that's that's scary. It's scary that there are other people out here doing the thing you want to be doing, aka okay, being comfortable. But you know that there's a deeper pulling to something that's going to force you to transform. And that is more important than me being comfortable. So... It's like, a, I guess, Kev, for you, I would have you ask the question, what's more important? When I was stepping into the plane to do my first skydive, yeah, that was a really scary moment because there's no turning back once you get up there. I mean, there is, I guess, if you wanted to bail out, but not really. Like You're really making a commitment here. It's very expensive as well in Adelaide. It's like $500 to do skydiving. So... It's like I'm in, I'm doing it. But what's more important? Me being a bitch or me becoming stronger? Becoming stronger. And if becoming stronger means I have to deal with this intense fear then so be it. When I jumped off the bridge doing bungee jumping in Auckland into the down onto the um into the water. That, to this day, is the scariest moment of my life. I've been through some shit. I've done some shit, some scary shit. That is by far the scariest thing I've ever done, is to walk out onto that platform and to say to the guy, and you guys can see photos of this on my uh, Instagram. It's like well back. I might do a flashback. I might post this. Auckland Bridge, 44 meter drop. You're under. You go. You go underneath the bridge, and you just stare down into the water. And he asks you, "Do you want to get dunked? Do you not want to get dunked?" It was winter. I didn't want to get dunked. So he straps you up. Your feet get pinned together. And what most people do is this: they walk to the edge of the bungee jump platform and just kind of pingu off. Just, whoop, just like, nap, nah. and they just they do the absolute minimum commitment. Not for me. I said to the guy, if I'm going to be this deathly afraid and this scared of this experience, I want to make the fucking most of it. So can I get a run up? And he goes, yeah. He's like, yeah, bro. Get a run up, bro. (laughs) I was a little bit scared at how enthusiastic he was about it. But I was like, okay. So I take like three big steps back. Now you can't actually run because your feet are pinned together by the bungee cord. But you can like shuffle really fast. You like woo, woo, woo. It's like that. So I get the fucking run up. I got photos and uh, photos of this. And I assassin's creed leap of faith off the bungee bridge. So not just like a little pingu off the side, but a full jump out into gravity, out into the air. For that first second, Kev, you feel like a god. For the first second, when you jump off that bridge, and you're just flying. For one second of your life, you feel what it's like to truly fly. And it's not like with skydiving, because skydiving, it's down. You're always going down. But with bungee jumping, I went horizontal for one second of my life. And that's one of the greatest feelings. What the absolute amazing feelings I've ever felt followed by the absolute worst. The moment you do this, the moment you go down, that's when death stares you in the face. And that's when now you realize, I'm about to die. Every single physiological signal, every gene in your body is receiving the signal you are about to die. Your stomach comes up into your throat because you've gone from 0 to 100 unlike skydiving you don't get that feeling because you've already been in a plane that's already going several hundred k's an hour so your your stomach's adjusted to the inertia so it just feels great it's just euphoria coming down on a skydive bungee jumping no 0 to 100 as you take that first second fully vertical going down the thought ran through my mind I'm dying I'm literally dying The pressure on your face is so fucking intense. It feels like someone has just, is like pushing you. There's like a giant hand is just pushing you into your face as you're going down. Your stomach's in your throat. The only thought that's in your mind is going death, death, at least for the first two seconds. And it's almost like you're about to pass out. I'm really worried that I'm going to pass out while this is happening. But then just before you hit the water, there's this serene quiet silence it's like the last second of the dive as you're about to die that moment just before you die it's absolute peace it's just it's like a surrendering to the fact that you're dead even though of course i didn't die i'm still here today i should have though according to all of my genes expectations and according to the moment my genes don't know that i'm going to get pulled up by a bungee cord you really believe you're about to die. That's 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 the thing about bungee jumping. And so it's this ride, this absolute ride of immense fear, intense joy, back to death, actual death, death for a good 5-10 seconds, and then absolute pure bliss, pure silence, pure peace, in which that you accept your death. And then you get boom, boom, and then you get pulled back up. And then you're forever changed. You're forever changed. So, by doing things like that repeatedly, in terms of embracing that risk, that adversity, I feel like you come to be, you come to make friends with adversity. Endpoint. Face adversity as much as you can. Make it your brother. Ski comes in saying, the bloody Katmandu jackets. Definition of a pingu. Yep, that's it. People keep saying to me, my mom keeps saying to me, Adam, can I just get you a Katmandu jumper? I'm like, no, you can't. No, you can't. All right, I'm not going to entertain a Katmandu jumper. Unless it's like Mount Everest shit and it's like absolutely required. Even then, Wim Hof has walked up Mount Everest in his board shorts. So what kind of bitch am I if I'm going to be Catman doing it? Especially for a cold plunge. By the way, this is something new I'm doing with my ocean cold plunges. I have, I've set a new challenge. I have to walk back to the car topless. Because that's actually the real challenge. The water's cold, yeah? But it's the wind that causes hypothermia. So walking back topless walking past the cafe, past the Pingu's, and having to deal with that social pressure, it's like a new challenge. Something worth trying. Kev then comes in, oh no, T the then comes in saying, can relate to that second of peace. Experienced it in the last second before a car crash. Ooh, yeah, especially if you knew the car crash was coming. That's interesting, T. Flash of moment, flash of a moment. I've been in a couple of car crashes, but I didn't know they were coming. So I didn't get that peace. I've died in dreams, though, that I discussed with Paul in our podcast. Absolute peace when you surrender to death. Absolute peace. All right, my friends. So we've been going for how long? Oh, oh, we've almost been going for three hours. Are you joking me? It's not exactly three hours because I know I start the recording. I start the recording several minutes before. So on my recording, it just hit three hours. Fuck it, we're we'll I'm I'm gonna make sure this journey gets over three hours. We're not. I'm not. I'm not tanking out on this. This is our first ever three hour podcast. I'm pretty sure, or maybe there's been one BDP that was three hours, but it's definitely the first three hours. Social Q and A. Okay. So if there's if there are any other questions, feel free to dive in. Otherwise, I'm just going to I'm going to speak my mind to some shit. Because I want to make sure this gets over three hours. I want to bring it back to um, 12 o'clockers. If you guys haven't got anything else in the chat. I want to bring it back to 12 o'clockers here. So you've listened to this entire podcast. You've been through his entire story. Hold up. I'm just seeing someone in the chat. St. Louis just came in the chat saying, Adam, I literally walked from the ocean to the car after a cold plunge a second ago, Three degree weather. 13 kilometer per hour. At from 1815 to 1830. But not in the water entire time. Only me and my, the, my man at the beach. Good times, man. Holy shit. The synchronicity, eh? Yeah? The synchronicity. That's awesome, Louie. It's mad respect. Mad respect that you're out there doing the thing. Okay. Come back in here. Let's say you you listen to this entire podcast, and especially the 9 to 12, and you're super inspired, and you're like, I'm going to get this shit done. I'm going to get it done. It's worth it now. I see that it's worth it. Fuck my bitch shit. Fuck my bitch shit. I've been a bitch this entire time. I was the same bitch that Adam was when he was uh, 17 to 19. I'm going to get real about this now. How do I start? It's a COVID situation, Adam. Yeah. Yeah, it is. And I get it. And I get that different countries are in different places. So please be respectful to your place. And this is why I said to my client the other day, actually, in New York. Go based on the vibe of your city. Because in some cities, the vibe is not aligning with the government prescription. I'm... I'm, I was on a date the other day, I was meeting tons of people the other day, I wasn't shaking their hands, I was hugging the girl I was with, we were playing around together, but other random strangers I wasn't with. So, here's what it is. You need to be respectful of your city's vibe, of course, but at the same time, nothing is stopping you from going in and starting interactions with people and not not shaking their hands and hugging them, not shaking their hands and hugging them. If I was a day one beginner, I would not be saying to myself, well, this is all well and good, Adam, but I'm going to wait to start my journey when COVID ends. I think at this stage in 2020, if I was an absolute beginner, or if I had a son and he said to me, dad, fucking loving this shit. How do I start? Let's get going. I'd be saying to him, You're an absolute beginner. So if you were truly paying attention at the beginning of this podcast, what is my prescription to an absolute beginner? Now the warm-up. Does the warm-up include handshakes or hugs? No. Have you mastered the warm-up yet? No. Well, then your journey begins today. You can go up to someone and give them love with a face mask on keeping5 meter, 1.5 meter social distance. yeah there's no excuse for that. You can open a girl without you should shake you should be shaking her hand off the open. In this situation it's not feasible. So drop the handshake for now. But if you're telling me the one thing is that that I can't do about learning how to open a woman is just shake her hand. Because you should always shake the hand off the open. Well, that's not so bad. I'm sure just learning to be a direct, congruent, authentic man. I'm sure I'm going to get a lot of that just learning how to open. I'm sure my journey is going to be much better. If I didn't waste the next three months doing nothing, what if I just spent the next three months just purely learning how to open? Context and intent. And I just save the handshake. Do you think that would be better than doing nothing for the next three months? Of course. Journey starts today. Can you learn to qualify a human being and a woman without touching them and staying 1.5 meters away? Yeah, you can. Can you do that for investment? Yeah, you can. Can you do that with closing? Yes, barring the hug, which you should be one hand hugging, Uh, at the end of all your interactions anyway so so unless you're living in a city that is mandatory lockdown in which that you will literally get fined for going out of your house barring going to a doctor and getting food you don't have much of an excuse it's the guys that are currently in the 10 different Melbourne suburbs that the Victorian government's losing their mind over or if you're in those uh, public housing towers that are like literal forced shutdown I get it then I get it then, if you're forced shutdown, okay but otherwise and even then my friends there are ways around it you're gonna have to go out and get food sometime and when you go out to get food where do we get food? The supermarket. Who's at the supermarket? Humans. Can you interact with them? Yeah, you can. If there's a lady standing next to me 1.5 meters away, and I'm picking up a T-bone, and she's picking up a ribeye. Yeah, excuse me, miss. I see you picking up that ribeye. Chop the mutt there. Think you look pretty cute, I wanna say hey. I won't shake your hand. My name's Adam though. There are always a way to find something around it. There's always a way to find a way to succeed. That's the mentality I want you guys to have. And unless you are in such dire straits, where it's like you're not even allowed to leave your bloody house, there's not a lot of excuses. There's not a lot of excuses. That's what I'd be saying to people in 2020, at this stage in 2020. When I think about, uh, just to bring this start, start to bring this to a wrap now, because I think we've gone over three hours. We should be pretty close to it. I told you guys I, uh, I put up Mason's video on my Instagram and say how much, how humbling it is. And he's the type of person that I do this work for. He's the type of guy that I do this work for. Because a 15-year-old in 2020 could be so mis Misswayed by society by lack of mentors by lack of rituals by just the wrong social circles you know I was when I was out on Friday just chopping it up with this beautiful woman I was taking note of the 15 18 year olds the young the young boys in the mall and I was just shaking my fucking head I was shaking my head going at no no I was like these guys I they lack such substance. And because I've am I've been doing been social dynamics coach for so long, all I have to do is just hear a five second audio bite of two guys' conversation to know at what level they're operating on. And I was seeing all these like 15, 16, 18 year old guys, as I was waiting for my girl to rock up, I was just listening to the conversations around me and seeing their energy and going like these aren't these guys are not going to become men. These are the type of guys that are spending all day reading memes, watching memes on social media, talking shit about other people, just trying to get money, get laid mentality, you know, showing up, not being authentic to themselves, not being congruent, not being direct. And I'm like, no, not these. There's not this. Not this. Not this. It's like, no. And then when I see a DM from someone like Mason who's talking about fulfilling his capacity to be a man, it's like, yes, that. Yes, that. And so I was saying this before. If you're at 12 right now, 12 o'clock on your journey, so you can't get started any sooner. You can't get started any sooner. And that society, please remember this, is not going to help you. Society didn't help me when I first began. But society wasn't necessarily trying to... Force a different way of being down my throat necessarily. Nowadays in 2020, not only is society not helping boys to become men, it is also simultaneously forcing a different way of being down your throat. It's trying to make you comfortable, it's trying to make you easy. I don't want easy men, I don't want easy human beings. I want hard human beings. I want human beings that are respectful, that are resilient, that force themselves through cold exposure. That do starvationary uh, test trial periods, whether that's going to be just intermittent fasting for sixteen hours a day, every now and again for twenty four hours a day, for a seventy two hour fast like I'm doing right now. Forced, difficult shit. Who train themselves physically, mentally, socially, who have a purpose, for reason, for waking up. We need so much more of that. So much more of that. So, yeah, be inspired. Be patient. Be impatient. Patient. Be in a hu- in a hurry. Rari- be in a rush. Be in a hurry to get to where you want to be, while simultaneously realizing where you get to be might take five years, might take ten years. And that's what I kept saying to Mason was that I can I keep saying to him repeatedly. I keep giving him the respect and the ups, but I always finish it by saying, "I can't wait to see who you are in ten years." Because while the shit he's doing good is now, while the shit he's doing right now is good, don't rest on it. Who are you going to be in 10 years? You saw the messages. You saw the shit in this podcast. Who I was seven years ago. Man. And who I was seven years before that. So, my friends, that's where we can wrap this up. I think we're pretty sure I'm over this three-hour mark. What a legendary session. What a legendary session. I want... Twenty-six. I want 36-year-old Adam to come back to this and watch this. He will. He will. So, Kev was the last comment in this chat just saying, you can always find a way to succeed, a legendary Adam. Always, Kev. Fuck it. As I always say, I'll either succeed or I'll die trying. There's only two outcomes. That's the outcome for life. You either succeed or you die trying. You die on your way getting there. In which case it doesn't matter. I'll either succeed or I'll die trying. Worst to live by. So, my friends, I cannot thank you enough for your presence in this session. For those of you that watched the entire thing live, if you're listening to this and post on the podcast or on YouTube, just in post, drop a comment if you were in the three-hour club. If you watch this entire session, I want to know. And I also want to know what your biggest takeaway was. Drop that, drop hashtag three hour club, and then your biggest takeaway in the YouTube. Even if you're listening to this on the podcast, send me that feedback on the YouTube video. Come back. I want to know. Shit, yeah. What a life. Wishing you guys the absolute best in your journeys. Here we go. Much peace and much joy. Thank you very much, my friends, for diving into this episode of Social QA Live. Hope you enjoyed it. Hope you had a great time. And just before you run off, don't forget that guided meditation, Eternal Energy, has now been released. Now available at Boldojo.com. Dive into who you are and evolve beyond. You can also pick up the ebook, book one on one Skype coaching, all at Boldojo.com. Donate anything to you wish through the PayPal links or the Boldojo podcast. Yeah, donation link all of that's tremendously appreciated and I'd also love your feedback on this session whether you want to actually I'd most appreciate your feedback on the actual YouTube videos itself if you go into YouTube drop your comments there that's probably the best way it really just helps support the channel and I always uh, I actually source the next episodes of social Q&A from the previous episodes of q and I often just look at the comments and often find really good uh, ideas for topics there so if you've got a suggestion for a future social Q&A that we can kick things off with, just head over to the YouTube channel at The Bowl and uh, drop it down there. Get engaged, subscribe to the channel, support what's going on here, and that would be uh, tremendously appreciated. With that being said, I wish you all the absolute best in your lives. Much peace and much joy.